Hello everyone, welcome to the Sydney Property Muppets. My name is Kurt Lawther, I'm the real estate agent and with me is... Chris Clark, our buyer's agent. Good to have you back, Kurt. Oh. Um, <laughs> I was very lonely last week by myself. You were sick, you were down for the count. I was down, some would say the man flu, but my loving girlfriend actually took very good care of me, so I'm going to say I was quite genuine. Okay, okay, okay. And what's... um. You've come today with a bit of an agenda though. You've got a topic that's annoyed you or something's happened? Uh, yes, I, w I wouldn't say annoyed me, but I'd say probably something to be very wary of for our um, for buyers and uh, sellers. Okay, what is it? What's the topic on? So a lot of people just think you sign the contract and you can sort of forget about everything. However, there's this thing called settlement where the property changes over hands or mm -hmm. um and i've got a little story for you chris so the story goes i had some vendors and they uh sold on auction and they also then went and bought and we've set up a simultaneous settlement so when their property settles um the one that i sold the property they're moving into will also settle right so there's solicitors involved and they've tied those two deals effectively together so sequence of end yours gets Sold or settlement's done, and then the next settlement begins. That's that's correct. Right. Now, very, very great system. Perfect if everything goes to plan. Right, yeah. Now, did you... Obviously, it did. Uh, yes, obviously. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It did. No, no, it didn't. So, the story, backstory was our vendors decided to book... Uh, some remove list on the day of settlement. I rang, mm. them, I rang them two weeks before, and my advice was to do it not the day of, or however, book at nine o'clock. Mm. When do you think they booked it? Oh, I'm guessing not in the AM, maybe in the PM? PM at one o'clock. Right. Settlement being 2.30, remembering our settlement is a simultaneous settlement. Do you think the removalist rocked up on time? I'm guessing from that line of question they didn't, but even if they did, they're pushing for time. Yes, they were pushing for time. Long story short, the removalist didn't rock up on time because the stuff was not fully out of our house. When we did the pre-settlement, half of a pre-settlement inspection yep. on the Monday, we were settling on the Wednesday. They, as much as I tried to prep the buyers into what to look for mm. and just being like, so then when they came back on the Wednesday, they could just say the house is vacated. Correct. However, what ended up happening, the inexperienced buyers, because Buyers often only buy once or twice, especially in their early, their 40s. First properties, yeah. Well, they were probably in their 40s or 50s, but still inexperienced compared yep. to a buyer's agent. Um, and so then when they've actually come through and the house is only getting removed, we're talking everything's now, or most things are either in the truck or in the garage. Yep. They're now conducting their pre-settlement inspection at 430 and cutoff time is not, it's, it's really meant to be 4.30, yep. but you can do it potentially up to five. Not ideal. Um, and then we found an issue. Oh, with the property or? Uh, with the property. So there was a contentious issue over we uh, a lock, locking systems on the windows. Yep. Um, there were manual, manual locks that were just in terms of the handle, but okay. there was also key locks, but our vendors never had the keys. However, this wasn't, of standard or what the purchasers expected. Yep. And then it created a case where 
we needed to uh, to try and get settlement. We had to withhold, or the idea was to potentially withhold funds. Yep. I disagreed with it, but unfortunately for my vendors, we weren't in a position to be like... No, you're, you, you're at the end of the day, my friend. It needs to get done. It needs, uh, it needs to get done, and that created a whole lot of stress level. And then I've got the real estate agent on the other settlement. The other deal, yeah, of course. That they might have done everything perfect on their end, and they're waiting on us because... My, the advice that I'd given to our purchases was uh, our vendors was not taken because they also didn't want to spend the extra money trying to book the right time slot. Yeah. Um, so, so much consequence events, right? So simple things there is if they'd booked the removalist in early, the removalist wouldn't have had another job. I imagine what's happened with an afternoon PM shift is the removalist are doing another job in the morning. That job's gone over. They've got their late. They then complete their job, and then the issue's been found out much later in the day than ideal. So a lot of simple things been done. Then, as you said, speaking to them a couple of weeks earlier to say, book the removers in in the AM or not the day before, but these are the penalties that can potentially come up or the issues and the stress levels. And it's, I remember having that conversation two, three weeks beforehand yeah. about, I said, are you sure things could go wrong? You're going to potentially cut it fine, especially if the removalists are rocking up at one and settlement is at 2.30. So, okay. So yes. quite, so the simple, I guess, rule of a day of settlement, what's, what's some simple takeaway points for you? Uh, for me, some of the do's is organise a removalist beforehand. Unfortunately, sometimes that's not always the case. If that is the case, book at nine o'clock first thing. A little bit of extra money can save a lot of stress. Yep. Because um, quite often removers might say to you, the job is X, and but another 10% gives another guy on the, a guy or girl to help out, another extra hands as a removalist. My thing is for 10% more of that, yes, it's not free money, but to have that extra set of hands in a day, what if it's raining? What if you know um, access is harder than you expected on one of the two locations? The inter interpretation of how much stuff was needed to lift. Yep. You as a vendor might be saying that, thinking, oh, this is not that much. You want to keep the prices low. They don't. They might. This might be a two-person removalist job or three instead. Yep. Of, it might have been a four or five. Correct. Um, and probably so. My two is organize a removalist early, um, and also then probably my don't is. Uh, well, sort of a advice, don't underplan. Plan for things to go wrong. Correct, correct. It's one of those uh, fraught with danger scenarios, yes. multiple settlements that are linked together on the same day. Well, being a buyer's agent, Chris, do you, do you have a story? Look, my one sort of relates to that is we were selling a property, spoke to, the, spoke to a vendor, vendor. Uh, we agreed at 10 a.m. time to come do the pre-sub inspection. I turned up, the vendor was actually quite unhappy with me because then I'm going through when the removers are there. And I guess it was just a simple thing, maybe some communication breakdown. Um, if they had been aware that they were still going to remove him at that time, I wouldn't have had to, I wouldn't have turned up early, wouldn't have put extra pressure on them. I then had to sit outside the property for three hours watching their removalist move because I couldn't get access to the property to verify I was in the condition we wanted. So similar to yours, do things a day in advance. If you're moving out, or do it the very first thing in the morning, organise the pre-sub inspection when you know things are going to be completely void in the property. Because I was, I was going to say, not all agents would have done what I did, which was then I got there probably just after 
maybe 2.30 or 3 after an opener. Yeah. And probably from about 3 o'clock, I was upstairs, jacket off. Are you in the, you're in the I tools? I was remove, removing a lot of stuff down. Yeah, the gun's working, my friend. Mate, the guns, I don't, I don't know how Gun much guns there is. Um, but if without being ego ego mind, I can't even say it, without being egotistic, let's just put it that way, is that stuff is probably not getting removed yeah. that five o'clock that, and that potentially if we had it gone into the next day, a whole lot of dramas. Yeah. And, and there's also penalties, typically in contracts, if you don't sit on the day itself, there is penalty clauses there on one party or the other. So, all right, well, it's great. Great to understand some points on day of settlement, the issues and do's and don'ts. We'll head to our three quick cues. Oh, yes. Um, do you want to explain this? Three quick cues, very simple. Each got a question, we go back and forth. Really is the idea, we can't defend it. So it's not about providing a, a real defense or explaining our thought process. And we haven't actually shared these questions before. So first time going through, I'll start. Yep. Uh, get get okay. your things. Um, what is the lowest number of days, of sediment days, you would ever encourage or advise a vendor that they could do and still be comfortable? 28. 28 days, okay. I think that's enough time for the... Oh. Kurt, come on, break the number one rule. <laughs> Your question. Uh, so... My first question, but the second question, uh, pre-settlement inspection, a week before or the day of? Uh, look, it's ideally the day before, just in case something's happened from a plumbing standpoint and so forth. There are circumstances where it just does make sense to go through you know, a week in advance, um, to have a look. It really comes down to your understanding and dealing with the agent and having some appreciation there. The reason why you want to do it as close as you can to settlement is if there is a plumbing, electrical, some sort of fire, and you've verified it, and then you don't see the property until, oh, wait a second, I'm completely defending my answer. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, day uh, before. <laughs> day before. I was Can't about, help myself. I was about to jump, uh, not jump in, I was about you to- should have stopped me. I was about to wait till you finish and be like, it's a fantastic one word answer there, Chris. <laughs> day before, sorry. Day, day before. before. <laughs> okay, got me there. Um, Question three. Oh, question three, yes. Yeah. So when you're looking at a property, right, you only have one of two choices. Either the entire entertainment living area throughout the entire house is carpeted or it's floating floorboards. Which one would you choose? Carpeted. Okay. We're getting better now, not defending. Go on, what's yours? Question four. Uh, the best search portal besides domain and real estate for general people sorry i have to do it to clarify uh yeah, yeah for general um probably the best one uh, uh, the next one though would be google maps and google reviews um yeah google maps google maps all right quick one here okay i'm ready very simple very important though P uh, pineapple on pizza or not yeah. Yes. On the okay, done. Love it. Me too. Last question. Bring <laughs> bring us home strong. What is Australia's national sport? In your opinion? In my opinion, it would be cricket. That's what comes to mind. There we go. Very good. Okay, well that brings the end of another episode of Sydney Problem Muppets. Thanks for joining if you're on YouTube and if not on the podcast there with Spotify and other like minds areas. We do say as always our advice, 
Uh, we, we're called the Sydney Property Muppets. It is general in nature, so do speak to your experts in your areas. But otherwise, have a great week ahead. Yeah. Enjoy, and we'll be back next week.